Welcome sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Hello and welcome aboard the USS Driftwood. I'm Admiral Newman. <laughs> oh, I, am I Ensign? Everybody, yeah, everybody has to use a rank when you introduce yourself. <laughs> no. Okay, so Admiral Linda. All right. uh, Counselor Adam Zaladez. Okay. Captain Mark Kishel. Nice. Nice. Charles in engineering. Oh yeah. Chief yeah, Engineer first, Charles Turpin. First Officer Chris. Nice. All right. I Number one. It. I mean, that's why I have to be counselor. Someone has to control the drugs on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> Fair point. Fair point. So uh, if you guys haven't figured it out yet, we're going to be talking about uh, the series and season finale for Star Trek Picard, which just uh, finished up on Thursday. Last episode aired. And... Uh, Lots of uh, lots of good feels in this one. Uh, let's uh, let's jump to Mark for uh, yes. some initial commentary. Mark, what do you think? Yeah, well, I just have to say, as someone who grew up in the '90s and watched The Next Generation religiously, I probably have seen through the series no less than seven times. <laughs> fair, and, fair. Uh, yeah. You know, th these are seasons back when they were real seasons, right? 26 episodes a season. Right. There's, there's, uh, there's no joke, right? Right. That's um, a small accomplishment. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, life well spent. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, the nostalgia and the callbacks that they did in this final season, right, were just, they're incredible. They, they really hit a lot of really cool notes in the first two but this one was really about, uh, it seemed like a big thank you uh, to all fans of the next generation. Just all the way through, they gave us, you know, what are these people up to now in their lives? And it was just right. so cool. And then, and then they brought the Enterprise D out, right, uh, for them to fly their very last mission together. That was just, it was the coolest thing. Like, I, I was falling out of my chair. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> It was uh, really, uh, I saw it as a, a love letter to the fans the whole, mm -hmm. this whole season. Uh, Chris, Chris, you're the probably one of the next biggest fans of Star Trek here. What do you think? Yeah, um, I agree. It was kind of a love letter to fans. So I'll piggyback off of that. Okay. Um, you know, we get a lot of shows these days that attempt to bring people back to something that that used to be, whether that's, you know, Star Trek or Star Wars or whatever. Sure. And they always feel the need to change it up a little bit. And then sometimes you never really get that nostalgia that you want. That's right. something to bring you back. And Picard season three did what, frankly, season one and two kind of fell short on. Yeah. Of, of mm -hmm. reuniting the people that you want to see. Talking yeah. about the things that matter. Old jokes that, you know, uh, whether that's uh, um, Data's limerick. <laughs> you know, and all of these kinds of things that, that really mattered, even down to joking about whose fault it was for destroying whatever ship and, and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. 
um, was phenomenal. And so the show speaks to true, oh, I won't say true, but but real the next generation fans, right? right. Um, it, it really was, if you wanted to have a, a proper uh, a send-off, a, a, you know, to, to really put a bow on this, that's what they did. And they managed to accomplish it. Um, I think they managed to muddy the water in some areas a little bit. We'll talk about the Borg. I really want to talk about the Borg a little right. bit. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, I think the only thing, you know, if I was to, to nitpick and try to find something I, I wish they did more on was um, Shaw. I felt, I felt Shaw was really kind of a, a good interpretation of uh, – you know everything that could be right with with Starfleet, but is also wrong. And uh, you know he even admits it in the end. You know in in his recording of his review of Seven of Nine. Right. Um. But uh, I felt like he got shafted a little bit in, in how he has his exit. It wasn't as epic as I was hoping as I would hope it would be, or anything of that nature. You know, takes a takes a phaser and then that's it. You know. Right. right. Um. I wish there was more for Shaw, but I do think it was the right call yeah i just felt that he could have found a, a better exit i think i don't know yeah. what it would have been but right i was kind of sad to see him bite it because i thought he would have been a good character mm -hmm. to see you know um assuming that based on the ending of the final episode that there's going to be another series with uh, seven of nine at the helm of the enterprise um i would have liked to have seen him show up in that occasionally because i mean he's a he's a good character and the way they could have written that out yeah is they could have had it where she has a court date and he's there to testify and what he gave in that review is what he says and maybe yeah. he resigns as part of starfleet calling himself that relic saying starfleet doesn't need more of me they need right. more of her and that's where she gets you know promoted to a captain or, or whatever based off of his recommendation but you know, we, we don't we don't see any of that. You know, maybe he's promoted up and he has the authority now to make her a captain. And that's what he does. And, you know, whatever. Right. But, yeah, I felt like the more could have been done with Shaw. I, yeah. I get why they did what they did and it sure. works. But I just he played such a pivotal, you know, reality check for, I know. for Riker and Picard when they come on his ship. And he's like, right. no games. Right. Your he, BS, he's such a good actor. Uh, I mean. You know, the the monologue he delivered in uh, 10 Forward when he was talking about why he is the way yes. he is. Yep. Um, and the whole Wolf 359 thing I thought was just fantastic. Yep. And uh, the whole season, he was just such a great foil because you have, you know, uh, Jenny, I don't think you've seen it, right? No. But I'm a big yeah. fan of Next Generation. You, you're familiar You'll with Next it. Generation, right? Yeah. So, oh, yeah. you know, you have who what is now admiral picard and uh, captain riker and uh they this come aboard team. the titan which uh <laughs> this uh, uh character uh, shaw is the captain of and they come on thinking you know well they're all this and and that kind of a thing and <laughs> he he doesn't give a shit he's like you know great you're a retired admiral and you're a captain without a ship he says to Riker so <laughs> yeah you know kind of a thing he he has no respect for him and mostly that's due to uh traumatic experience from him being at wolf 359 and Picard destroying the ship he was on and and all almost all of his crewmates died um 
except for him and uh, a few others that uh, some lieutenant ordered them onto an escape pod and they got off before the whole ship was destroyed. One of three survivors off. Yeah. Survivor's guilt. Yeah. Yeah. So he, he doesn't like those two. He thinks they're mavericks or cowboys and that they leave nothing but destruction in their wake kind of a thing. And uh, so he, he was good. He was a great foil for them. And <laughs> he even gives them, signs them qu- a quarters on the ship, you know, and you think they'd get their own <laughs> nice quarters. They're in like a cruise quarters in bunk beds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the card got the top bunk though. Yes. right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was incredible. Well, so uh, let's talk uh, and Linda, you can feel free to jump in here too. And Charles, what were your favorite uh, um things that happened in this season or in the final episode what, <laughs> what did you like most let's start let's start with linda since she hasn't talked yet wait what am i answering that's always that's always a hard your question. favorite your favorite parts of the card yeah what was your favorite what was your most memorable parts of the season or the final episode the ending where they're all sitting around playing cards yeah like it was very much like the ending the original ending of the series and it just kind of brought it to a, a perfect close. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, I've been, um, you know, Picard gives uh, a toast at the end. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if anybody caught, but that's, it, it's actually stolen. It's what Brutus gave to. Yeah. Oh, everybody else knows this. <laughs> Go ahead. I, yeah, uh, I'm trying to figure out how it, I mean, it, 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 it's sort of a weird place to it fit perfect. Yeah, uh, especially knowing Picard because he, but um, and his love of Shakespeare and all that, and his love of Shakespeare, and and also uh, he had a love of um, like the Odyssey and such. Yeah, and so it's it's a very good quote for that. But he stole it from Brutus, which is a weird. It's a weird place to have stolen it. Mm. To me. Yeah, I mean, he's about to betray Caesar, and he's talking to everybody into betraying Caesar. Right? But um, not surprising, it was Shakespeare. <laughs> but it was Shakespeare. You no, know, and it fit perfect. It fit better on this than it would have in Shakespeare. <laughs> in Julius Caesar. So, um, you know, for, you know, for those thing- watching, this scene right there is the OG. Yeah, is the original the OG scene from, from Next Gen. Yep. You know, one thing I didn't look at that might. Linda, maybe you can see if you can find it. I wonder if the scene of them sitting around the table in the final episode, if they're in the same positions as they were in the uh, next gen ending. I'm, and I would say I'm not finding one of the newer ones. So, well, they paid a lot of attention to detail. Uh, I know in all of this, like it, it would not surprise, surprise me. Amounts, yeah. Yeah. Right. And you know, they, they really did take a lot of care with it. And I feel like, I think when they got all the actors back together, they saw kind of what they had. Too, mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, these people have been missing doing this together, right? Because to a person, when they talk about their time on The Next Generation in the original series, not the original series, excuse me, that is something specific in the Star Trek universe. <laughs> <laughs> but in The Next Generation, oh, really? they talk about it very, very fondly. You know, and they talk about how much they loved working together. And it really showed... Uh, it really showed in this, you know, in this season, just the little jokes that they were making Worf constantly joking about, you know, being disappointed that he's not dead yet. Yes. <laughs> right. Like today's yeah. a great day to die. Yeah. Uh, I was disappointed. I might, we might. Yeah. We it. might survive. Live this or we might survive. <laughs> this. I cracked up so much at that part. 
Oh my so, gosh. So perfect. no, they're not they're not in the same order because uh Troy was to his right. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, you know, uh we watched uh, last night there's a uh a YouTube uh uh interview with showrunner Terry Metalis and it was, um, it was awesome. Really good mm -hmm. interview. Anyway, he said that that final scene where they're playing poker, um he just put him there and uh, they had a few lines to say, but he just let him ad lib and they recorded, let the camera go around and record for 45 minutes while they just ad libbed and joked with each other. And he said, that'll probably be comment commentary or additional uh, bonus features they'll put on the Blu-ray. Wouldn't that be awesome to watch that? I mean, yeah. that, I would buy the Blu-ray just for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. but okay. he said, so uh, to go ahead, Jenna. I have to ask you all because the whole reason I've not watched this because I'm such a huge fan of Next Generation and for the same reason that Chris said that like a lot of shows have been trying to come back and pull nostalgia of you know the first time around with certain series <laughs> yeah. like Star Wars um, and you just don't want to be disappointed yeah so from like each of you why should someone who's maybe been afraid to have that ruined why should they watch this go back and watch it now even though it's over so let me jump in on that. And let me say that um, Patrick Stewart did not want to come back and and reprise the role that he had already done. Right. He said, I feel like we've written that book. We've closed that book. He said, if I'm going to come back and do a series, it's got to be something different. It's got to move on. It's got to present a different aspect. And the whole point of this thing is not trying to redo what they already did it's to bring you up to speed for everybody that loved that original series to find out what has happened to these characters mm -hmm. 35 years later when we catch up to them or whatever the the time frame is 30 years later right um how has time changed them what have they gone on to do and you know are they still friends with each other they still get together and see each other and and essentially it's it's you're catching up with this family um all these years later and some of them have not been in contact for that entire time um beverly and ghosted them yeah they pretty much ghosted them and so why is that and what is going on there and um, you know, some of the characters have gotten a little jaded, um, right. And, um, you know, in Picard's case, you know, you, you, you would expect if they were going to do a, a next gen bring back, you'd see him as an admiral in command of a fleet or a ship somewhere. Right. Yeah, and, and do that kind of thing. And this is not like that at all. He's, yeah. he, he resigned from Starfleet and I mean, in the original, uh, the first uh, season, we see that he resigned from Starfleet years ago, and he's been retired on his vineyard, uh, mm -hmm. essentially just waiting to die. Well, he's been uh, pissed at Starfleet too when it starts right, out. Right, very angry he's, at Starfleet and uh, very disillusioned. It, it, it's much more. If I can, it, it's yeah. Most of this is personal to Picard, and so I, it, it plays out really. Mm -hmm. And I, I think. He's in the vineyard waiting to die almost. He's bored to death. And then an eventual show up. Yeah. And you can just hear him go on games of foot almost. You know, he's like, oh. right. <laughs> right. 
the, the universe needs me one last time. <laughs> it's a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. And, you know, um, and the first two seasons, I, I, I really liked both first two seasons. I thought they were really well done. They had a lot of uh, they were all three seasons were really quite different. Um, mm-hmm. I was kind of surprised to see the Borg come back uh, uh-huh. in the final season. Right. Um, but, you know, uh, it was interesting in the Terry Metalis interview that I uh, was talking about earlier. He said um, that they were kind of trying to figure out what this season was going to be like. And they're in the writer's room talking with Patrick Stewart to try to flush it out. And he said, he said, well, what is the most traumatic thing that ever happened to Captain Picard? And he said, well, obviously his assimilation by the board, right. And his uh, being turned into Locutus and destroying the thing that he loved the Federation or a Starfleet. And he said, okay, he said, so for uh, Captain Picard, then what would he see as the worst possible thing that could happen to his son? Mm. And, you know, he said, when I said that to him, uh, he sat up in his chair and he leaned in on the table and he said, turning him into Locutus. Mm -hmm. And, and he said, and, and that's when we had that's when we had the season. So, mm-hmm. <clears throat> so yeah, he said it was just uh, just made sense that that would be the way to go with it. So, it was a it was a really good interview. There was a lot of interesting stuff in that. I'll I'll post. Well, we can post the link. Um, I'll do that when we put this uh, episode out, and then uh, I'll also post it for you guys so that you can watch it separately in the uh, Discord thing but uh yeah it was a very good interview a lot of good stuff there and uh he's hoping uh and i hope too that terry metallis uh gets brought back by paramount to uh to make this what i'm calling we're a lot of people have been calling it star trek legacy i mean obviously it's not got an official name mm-hmm. yet but you know uh, a, a follow-up spinoff um so jenna we see at the end of this one uh that you know you see the our crew around playing poker but you also see uh picard's son um on the ship of what is now uh ncc 1701g um because they introduce f in this episode but it doesn't last long <laughs> and uh yeah, um, that's a weird uh, <laughs> he's on that and he's like an advisor to the captain and uh, the captain of uh 1701g is uh jerry ryan seven of nine and um raffi is uh is her first officer so um and and the crew of that uh the uh the uh navigator is uh jordy laforge's uh show daughter so uh it looks like uh looks like the yeah there's the uh, 1701g um so uh they they set it off and they 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 did a, a, a fantastic teaser when you see uh seven of nine getting ready to send the ship to warp <clears throat> there everybody's <laughs> waiting for what's her you know is it going to be engaged let's fly you know yeah. <clears throat> that sort of thing and, <laughs> and she looks and she opens up her mouth to say something and then it just cuts and you Cut see the away? Ship flying to warp and and that's it. So we're gonna have to wait uh, for her uh, her signature phrase, I guess. But uh, hopefully, we'll get that answered soon. So, but yeah, um, 
I think uh, there were a lot of things. Uh, what do you what, what do you guys think about the differences between the original series and this one? Because it's definitely not not trying to recapture that initial magic. It's it's more or less, you know, um, just reuniting I'll, with these folks to see where they are. But I'll kind of I'll jump in on this one, right? So the cards, the first two seasons, they were odd, right? They were very different. You're kind of maybe expecting a little bit more of the nostalgia angle. And then on the third uh, third season, they gave us a lot of it, yeah. right? But in each of those, there was a very specific thing, a very specific arc for Picard himself. And so the series was really apt, aptly named, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, so the first season was him getting him out of that funk, you know, of yeah. having resigned from Starfleet and kind of lost his way. Uh, the second season was really about him learning how to connect uh, with other people. I think that was probably Q's big gift, yeah. Uh, you know, on his way out. And then the third season was him being able to like tie things up with his trauma with the Borg uh, and, you know, really, really connect with his, you know, his Starfleet family uh, for one last time. So each season had a very specific different thing uh, that was happening for that character. So right. it was just really, it was a really cool way to send Picard's character off in mm -hmm. the series, right? All Good Things was really cool. They actually kind of did, you know, did kind of a similar thing in that episode, right? Where they kind of jumped him around in time and saw, you know, imagined what he might be like or what might be going on in his world. Uh, and this time we got to see, you know, the canon timeline. Uh, play out right and it was really really cool really gratifying mm -hmm. so yes do watch highly recommended <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so maybe like call back to nostalgia is not a good term i think what you get afraid of is that they don't stay true to the characters and to the laws of that universe that they've created in the original story you know what i'm saying sure. like if they're gonna do it you want to make sure that they're staying true to the characters and not completely changing them Chris, you want to you want to take that one on? What do you think? Yeah. So, um, to to a point Bill mentioned earlier, um, as well as Mark talking about the different arcs of Picard in the seasons and the the character development, um, Bill mentioned earlier. You know, there's been a large period of time where where we've been disconnected from them in in reality and in the show. Um, so it's hard to stay true to something after you know was it 30, 35 years uh, going into the future, you, we see how some of these people have changed. You know, Riker's become a family man, but not really. He's more excited to get back into danger mm -hmm. and, and get on a ship and, and leave town, right? Him and Diana don't have the the, the connection that, that they once had, and that's something they've been struggling through. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, Beverly is almost an entirely different person. You know, she's a... She's a um, is smuggler too harsh of a word? You know, she, she's like a smuggler now uh, with her son running across the galaxy, um, you know, and she, like, she can lock and load phasers and blow people away now. You she's kind of like Doctors Without Borders in Space. Yes, yeah, like Doctors <laughs> right? Without Borders in Space, yeah. Um, but she she's different. She's more aggressive now. She speaks her mind more directly now. Um, and, and I like that side of her, but she's changed a lot, you know? Yeah. And Picard has to come to terms with that. Like, this is the same Beverly that, that you knew and had a relationship with prior. Uh, you have Worf, who's completely, he's, who's embraced uh, meditations, right? And uh, <laughs> while he can still be extremely violent, he's taken on a separate kind of mental focus uh, in life on how he approaches things. Um, you know, and uh, 
then you have data when when uh, when data you know kind of re-enters as their data. Um, he also has some things he has to deal with. Data's got to uh, initially when they when they find data and they boot him back up, so to speak. He's got um, two uh, personalities, if you will. Uh, him and his uh, brother, uh, Lore. Oh my God. Lore, thank you. Well, um, he's also got some B4 in there, right? Yeah, yeah and he's got he some before in there. Right. So um, Data yeah, also really. is dealing with that. Data was, was great because uh, you get these <clears> hints of you know, he's more human now. And, and every, every time that's kind of always been the goal is to become more human for him. Mm-hmm. So right. now he's got angst. He's got anxiety. He's got ambition. He's got, Hey, captain, take me along. You need me, put me in coach. You know, <laughs> uh, you don't typically get that with, with data. It's more logical. And, and even when, uh, you know, he has that uh, minor confrontation, well, confrontation is too strong of a word, the back and forth with him and the crew, when they get the enterprise D and they need to fly into the board ship, they're like, this is impossible. And he's like, no, I, I got this. I need you to trust me. I got this. Trust me. And I God. thought it was, yeah. And, and I, I, what I felt was interesting was um, you would think, you know, he's still data. So if anyone could do it, yeah, it's going to be him. And so the crew's lack of like faith, I'm like, really? Like if anyone can computationally figure this out, right? he's, he's sitting right there. Although um, in, all, <laughs> in, all, in all fairness, he does have sort of a, a human body now, right? Yeah, because right. yeah, so he can grow old and, and age and stuff body. like that. But yeah, and yeah. He even he even he even goes to shake his head one time. He gets a little crink in his neck, and he goes, "Ow!" <laughs> That's what this is like. Yeah, <laughs> he goes, "This is fascinating." <laughs> yeah. So, um, it, despite all of that, yeah, there's they. You're right. Nostalgia is not quite the right word it's it's more of you know can they get the land can they stick the landing for how these characters develop over the decades that we've had and then are they going to end it you know with killing somebody and give us this tragic loss and and they don't kill who you think they they might kill or maybe no i kind of assume they would kill shaw but of the original family members you know i think a lot of people went into season three assuming it was going to be picard's final season and, yeah. and even leading up to the last episode or two they they keep driving us towards that it's a dead end for picard you yeah. know this is he's going to give it give it all up for his son or, or he's going right. to die trying um and we don't we don't get that they they figure it out uh, like like they do, and and it ends up being the ending that I think we all would have wanted to well, begin yeah. with. Yeah. yeah, I was really I was really scared at the end of uh, the last <laughs> yeah episode yeah. there when uh, mm-hmm. he's heading into the heart of the board cube and he um, grabs one of the thing one yep. of the cord at that point I had assumed this is it. Yeah, he's done. That's, yep, but that's his sacrifice, right? Yeah, um, I would have been really upset if that happened. Mm-hmm. So. I and I think a lot of people would have. And I think <laughs> I, I think having that vision in mind where they're sitting around in the, the poker table at the end was where they wanted to get back to. Yep. I, I think that's what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, this was a, a last ride for all of us and in, in getting to see the OG crew. Yep. Um and, and they even speak to some of that. You know, what you know, what are you gonna miss most about the ship? You know, oh, it's the carpet, you know, like <laughs> um right. they they touched on so many key things that that mattered from the next generation, not just things because they could do it, but even down to when we first see Worf in his meditation training, the music that they're playing is the same music that Picard was listening to in first contact. Um, when um, 
uh, what's your name comes in there to to confront Picard because he's not making the the decision uh, to abandon the ship and and get off and and he's right. he's listening to this classical piece and 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 Worf is listening to the exact same thing in in, in the future here now um, in his meditation practices. Those are those are like just minor cues yeah. that that take you back and and just show the greatest attention to detail, the the greatest attention to detail. Yeah, the music was amazing. They even brought back uh, Jerry Goldsmith to do the conducting for the music and writing a lot of that, which was mm -hmm. which was pretty amazing. Yeah, yeah. This is I and I was telling Gina last night. I was like, whoever you know, whoever they brought in to 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 bring this together and just figure it out. I want them making more Star Trek content mm -hmm. in the future. Yeah, well, that was you know, Terry Metalis. Yeah, which so that those creative minds are perfect. Yeah. Wow. And uh, he has like a, a a group of people that he works with from the Twelve Monkeys series that he did. Uh -oh. So he was he was involved in that. So, but he has been he grew up on uh, the original series, and okay. uh, you know as a kid uh, watching it uh, with his father on Sundays. And mm -hmm. uh, then we got into was it college? I think he said uh, is when he started you know, watching next gen, it was always on in the, in the uh, dormitory or whatever. And so he got hooked on next gen and he said, <laughs> he just, and then he, and then he said, uh, he, um, wanted to get into, um, movies and television. And, uh, so, uh, he wrote every department, uh, at Paramount for Star Trek and <laughs> sent his application in to be a, uh, unpaid intern to try to get on with them. And he said it was about six months and, oh and he figured they just, it was never going to happen. So he was kind of moved on. And then all of a sudden he got a call and uh, they needed an intern to help in post-production. And mm -hmm. that's how he got started. And wow. um, yeah. And that was like, you know, I think the final few seasons, uh, maybe final two seasons of next gen. And oh. uh, so he said, you know, and I was just doing stuff like running scripts around uh, between different departments and getting coffee and donuts and, oh you know, God. yeah, just just dumb shit. And he said, and then eventually <laughs> I got hired as a PA uh, on Next Gen. And then uh, and then he went to work, went on to work on Voyager. And uh, so he said, I know all these crews. He said, I he said, I, I love the series. He said, it's it's deep in my heart. And he said, I wanted this, this final season of Picard to be a love letter to the fans. And so that's and cool. I, yeah. You can really see that. I mean, they, there was so much in there and I loved, um, Ro Laren's return. And I think, uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah, I think the way she went out, I, you know, I hated to see mm -hmm. it happen, but I thought she had a, a heroic end. Um, and that's kind of what I really wanted for Shaw, right? Like they, yeah. they found the exits for people that worked really, really well for what they were doing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. But Shaw, and, go ahead. Yeah, Shaw, Shaw had so much, like, so much acting chops. Like, I just wanted more of him. Every scene he was in, it's like, oh, I know. what's going right. to happen now? Right. He's like, a fun, <laughs> fun, fun character. Yeah. That, yeah. He could have been one, to your point, Bill, that they could have reprised his role almost anywhere. Yeah. And, and had him give sass. Maybe not as a as a captain, but like whenever there were issues and somebody had to call back to home base for guidance or whatever, he'd be on the other line and like, oh, not this guy, please, not this guy, right. you know? Right. And get right. an earful. Right. Um, well, they, uh, uh, just just a little side note here. Uh, they were, uh, and Mark will be happy to hear this because 
Mark <clears throat> is a huge fan. Um, uh, but Mark, you'll be happy to know that there is a uh, ready room episode for the final season, so you and Zach can watch that tonight. Oh, for the final episode? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'll, uh, but, uh, I'll definitely watch that. Yeah, yep. uh, but uh, uh, Todd Stashwick. <laughs> uh okay. sorry not todd Sish. um terry metallis is on it and jerry oh. ryan and um i mean i'll have to see it because i'm interested in yeah. you know what they have to say right, right um and this is probably giving wesley way too much crap but it is really <laughs> difficult to watch those <laughs> he's just so over the top oh he's, my god he's an excited kid i mean he's yeah. like he, he loves he loves he loves it it's close to his heart which i yeah. can understand yeah. But yeah, anyway, I'd but, imagine if I was doing that, I'd probably be like Wesley too. So yeah, I know, right? Let's not kid right. ourselves. Like I, I <laughs> right. wouldn't be holding it together any better than him. <laughs> no. And uh, but they're but they're talking with uh, Jerry Ryan and Terry Metalis, and they're talking about uh, Todd Stashwick, um, who plays that Liam Shaw, and what a good actor he is, and everything. And then they <clears throat> they go on to talk about the surprise at the end, where we see Q return. Yes. And, oh my gosh. and uh, they said, uh, uh, Terry Metalla said, yeah, he said, he said, um, they're trying to coach Jack, right? John, <clears throat> yeah. John Delancey, he said, is uh, such an amazing actor. He only has about 30 seconds at the end of the film, but he just nails it. And I, I don't know if it was him or Jerry Ryan. One of them <laughs> said, yeah, he stash, he stash wicked that fucking. It. That's <laughs> wicked, you know, like that's now a noun or, or you know, a verb. To a verb, yeah. Smash yeah. is such a good actor. So, <clears throat> but, very nice. Yeah, I so. joked at the end of uh, at the end of that episode. It's like maybe the Q continuum is just Picard's extended family out into the future, and that's <laughs> why they like to f with all the Picards. Could <laughs> be. <laughs> Just for all time. It's like uh, it's a family reunion thing for us. Yeah. <laughs> I was so happy to see Q again. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I had mixed feelings about it. Right. Cause the yeah, way season two right. ended, you know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Not linear, blah, 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 but come on. <laughs> we, we said goodbye to the guy. Like, yeah, that was, that was really powerful stuff. Uh, right. You know, right. So it was, it was frustrating to me uh, that they kind of brought her back that way. But that's I, mean, you know, I also love the character, right? Yeah. Like if they found a way to work in Shaw, I, I, you know, I'd have uh, mental objections and then uh, emotional <laughs> acceptance. And then they brought. <laughs> you still love it. Tuvok back. So yeah, Tuvok. One thing I see Tuvok. One thing I wanted us to touch on was yeah. uh, I don't I won't call it discrepancies, but the, let's talk about the Borg queens. Please, yes. yes. So we've uh, circled back wow. to the Borgs. Uh, so in, 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 if I'm not mixing up my season, so in season two, we really have a big play with the Borg. And we're going back in time, and we have this new manifestation of uh, the Borg Queen, right? Right. right. Um, and then when we get back to the present time, um the borg has taken on this new purpose as these what keepers of these gateways or something like that um at the, at the end of season two and then when we go into season three it's like we're just going to discard all that mm -hmm. and and now we have the return of you know the evil borg queen 
right. um, who's hell bent on on destroying the Federation. So I'm not. I don't know what to do with that. I don't know what the thinking is on a broader scale of with the board because they do seem to be, you know, they're inevitably invincible and they're always around in one way or another. And now they're even evolving, um, if you will, uh, organically through beings as opposed as opposed to using technology. Um, to assimilate. So I, I wanted us to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, I, I'll be honest, I got to do some more looking into that because that's kind of confusing to me too. And I was thinking about that a little bit this morning and, you know, I was almost thinking about it in the way of um, uh, bees, I guess. And oh. you've got these <laughs> beehive the queen, right? Yep. So maybe yeah. you've got multiple colonies of Borg, um, but that doesn't really bear out from what we've seen not from the true collective sense right. how it's been described right exactly but then i started thinking well although girati was kind of a right kind mm -hmm. of an off thing right and uh so maybe she did start a separate collective but i'm sure there's going to be some more in-depth analysis out there on that from people that are far more into it um and far more deal detail oriented about that than i am but so, yeah, there's the different Borg queens that we've seen. Mm -hmm. um, Alice uh, Krieg uh, is on the far right, and she's the one from uh, Star Trek First Contact, and mm -hmm. she's also the Borg in this one. And uh, interestingly, she's um, you only hear her voice in this one. The actress right. uh, is a different actress uh, because they needed uh, they wanted an, an actress that was um uh more gaunt looking i guess yeah. um because she's supposed to be emaciated right from this yep. disease so um but so they found the the right actress to visually become the board queen uh and then they just used alice krieg's voice for it but she's got such a great memorable voice so so it was great and then of course in the middle we have the board queen from season two um uh, uh and uh she was a great actress unfortunately uh she passed away last mm -hmm. was it this year or last year last i think year. yeah last year unfortunately yeah and uh, then the uh the one on the left and she's from voyager right if i'm if i'm not mistaken i think so yeah so anyway uh but yeah um all all did great jobs as as board queens. Um surprised we don't see Gerardi in there. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so that'll require a little more research uh I think um for me to figure out how the timelines all weave together and the the board queens all weave together whether they're supposed to be all the same actually the same queen and we're just supposed to assume that they're the same. Uh, I don't yeah. know. What's your take on it, Mark? Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be it's gonna be some variation on Bill's um, you know multiple different types of hives, right? Like, yeah. you know, clearly this this set of Borg uh, that was operating in you know the Sol system, uh, it seems like they were just doing their own thing, right? Like when Girardi shows up uh, as the Borg Queen in season two, she's got kind of it feels like the entire full force of the borg armada for lack of a better term right she's got a big hive and yeah. she's dealing with stuff she's got a lot of responsibilities this one they're kind of doing a lot of shadowy stuff right like they're sure they're inserting 
code into transporters and, and uh, human and using beings, changelings. Right. And using changelings as their proxies to get stuff yeah. done. Right. So these ones, yeah. And, you know, the, the state of the Borg ship in season three, you know, in, at Jupiter was, okay, these guys are hanging on by a thread. Right. So this is, it seems like it was probably an unhealthy hive and they'll probably go with some variation of that. Yeah. Now, you know, I don't think there was anything in the series where they're like, yes, this is what's going on. Right. And uh, as fans uh, of anything, right. You, you find a way to justify. Sure. Uh, whatever's going on. It's all, it's all post hoc or whatever they call that. <laughs> whatever yeah. Latin is for this situation. <laughs> uh, but uh, I think that would make the most sense. Right. Is they, yeah. that wasn't part of the collective collective. It was a splinter. Right. what do you think, Charles, any thoughts on it? <laughs> I just went with it. Actually, I like the uh, well. I liked and just I, I liked the idea that they had figured out how what they call evolve rather than assimilate. Yeah, well, yeah. That was um, it, it seems a little strange that it took uh, being introduced to humans before they discovered Darwinism. <laughs> <laughs> but you think that would have happened someplace else? But yeah. Um. No, I thought it was that part. I thought was fun. Now there's what they were and how all the queen. I don't know. I, yeah. Well, you know, and I, I, I thought, didn't, I, didn't, I yeah. thought one of the things that I thought was genius was whichever writer came up with the idea of using the transporters to manipulate DNA as people are reassembled to incorporate this latent. Uh, it was interesting. Borg, uh, very funny actually. If you take a step, just yeah, all, you know, all the all the teenagers are are monsters now to the old people, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the uh, the selective application of uh, yeah Borg DNA. <laughs> yeah, so it, so Jenna, so that so what the uh, the Borg they get this partnership with the changelings. Um, and these changelings that are disgruntled from still from being tortured by the Federation and and uh, uh, the attempt at genocide by <laughs> Section Thirty One, right? And yeah. so there's a group of a group of them that uh, agree to work with the Borg to infiltrate the Federation. And what they do once they get infiltrated there is they modify transporters. And uh, so the transporters, in order to improve efficiency, there's certain um, components of DNA for humans that are the same across humans, like Mark and Chris and you and Linda and I, we all mm -hmm. share certain DNA elements that are common that determine. I mean, you got to consider too, we are 50% banana uh, DNA. Wise, <laughs> so, yeah. Right. There, right. There's plenty of, uh, there's plenty of code to choose from. Anyway. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Right. So so that code. So what the transporters do is they don't have to they don't have to figure out the, the segments that are the same. Once they know you're human, they they just insert this certain part of this genetic code. Well, so the Borg get the changelings to go in and modify that that standard code to change it such that it uh, puts something inside the brain um, that can be controlled and taken over by the Borg. And <laughs> uh, and that's how we actually see in first contact um, when um, 
the Borg are invading Federation space and Picard can hear them in his mind, even yeah. though he yeah. doesn't have any Borg implants anymore, or any nanoprobes. It's because he has that element of code in him that the Borg stuck in there when he was Locutus. That's why he can still hear them. And so I thought it was very clever the way they played on that and brought that, that element into that. Mm -hmm. um, and so this, this part of the brain uh, that they're changing um, eventually uh, matures to the point and stops evolving. And at that point, it's kind of set. Well, so if you change it, uh, which the Borg are doing, um, it you can change it and manipulate it up until the point that it becomes rigid and, and formed. And so that's why this, this code that the transporters put in don't affect... Uh, anybody over a certain age. I think it's like anybody over 25. 25. Yeah. Yep. It's when the frontal lobe stops development in, in adults or whatever. Yeah. Yep. Right. And so consequently, since most ships have a lot of lower level uh, ensigns and, you know, such ranks on them, uh, there's a lot of younger, a majority of younger people on the ship. So when the Borg activate that particular transmitter, uh, and it's suddenly 90% or 85% of your ship now is controlled by young, agile Borg drones. Uh, you got some serious issues there. Um, so I thought that was very, very clever the way they did that. Oh, and one thing I was going to bring out, Mark, Chris, I know you two will like this, probably Charles. Um, uh, Terry Metallis said uh, they talked about the fact that Q being in the ending and meeting um, John Luke's son. He mm -hmm. said, I always had a question in my mind at the end of um, All Good Things when Q is saying goodbye to Picard and he's in that in those robes and in that big chair, remember? Like yeah. judging humanity at the end. Mm -hmm. And he leans in to whisper something in Picard's ear but he doesn't say anything and just pulls back. He said, I always wondered what would he have said to Picard? And I thought maybe that's mm. what he almost told him was that he had a son uh, was, was that humanity's judgment. Humanity's always on trial and this will continue with your son mm. Mm -hmm. kind of a thing. So I thought that was, yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Mm -hmm. I had forgotten about that part where he leaned in to whisper something yeah. to him and then never said anything. Yeah, you'll find out. Yeah, yeah. right, right. You <laughs> want to spoil it, right? So, yeah. but yeah, so that's yeah. Really cool. So anyway, I guess uh, anybody have any final thoughts here? We're coming up on uh, forty-five minutes. Into uh, the show. Just that it's a it's a must see. Going back to Jenna, your your question over you know, what will we tell you know. TNG yep. fans what about this show um all three seasons are definitely worth a watch you can yep. get away with season three probably without season one and two um but definitely season three is uh an improvement upon the the first two and, it, and it's everything that if you felt maybe was missing in the first two seasons you will for sure get it in season three for sure yeah. mark what'd you yeah think? uh no, nothing, nothing to say besides watch the show. Like it yeah. was, it was kind of 
everything that could be right about going back to uh, mm-hmm. a series that you like from the past. Yeah. And a lot of times that's done poorly. And I thought throughout, you know, all, all three seasons had something different and fun to uh, fun to offer. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was disappointed that this was the final season, but it also, it was nice that they're like, okay, we have an arc, we have a place that we want to land. Right. And and then they yep. get there, right? Mm-hmm. As opposed to, hey, is it still profitable? Yeah, let's keep doing it. <laughs> right. right. So, right. Right. Like yep. they, and they told the story with some urgency uh, yep. because of that. So it was mm-hmm. uh, it was really really good. Yeah, it's kind. Of, I, I see it kind of like uh, the whole uh, issue that's happened with Star Trek Discovery, right? Where mm-hmm. you know they just they finished uh, filming. What is it? Their sixth, fifth season, I think. Fifth. And then, you know, it's all shot and in the can. And then Paramount decides to discontinue the series. So now they got to go back and do some reshoots to Mm -hmm. end it properly. Um, And is it going to land right when they do it? Because, you know, who knows how well that's going to tie in. Well, and the biggest plus for me is um, the, the, the universe was not saved by rock and roll. (laughs) <laughs> those movies oh. yeah. <laughs> right right oh, they are hard. yeah charles any any other last thoughts on that on- no it's oh, I, I i'm not actually a real big nostalgia fan but it was still good it's still it was still you love it they, they did it they did it well yeah all right linda um watch all three because there's enough history i think and mm-hmm. character development that you could watch the third one but you wouldn't get some of the nuances right mm-hmm. right all right all right sounds good so i'm assuming jenna yeah there she is jenna so yeah definitely watch it jenna uh have you seen any of it so far or the first season or second season no, because I just didn't want to be disappointed. But it sounds like I won't be. So be. who knows? Maybe I'll go back Jump to Next in. Generation and start from the beginning. Oh, God. All right. Well, if you're well, doing that, let me know. I could use an eighth or a ninth. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. All right. Well, sounds good. Well, so uh, if you have seen uh, Star Trek Picard, the final uh, season, uh, and let us know what you thought in the comments down below um and uh also uh if you're looking forward to hopefully uh star trek legacy series with uh seven of nine at the helm of the enterprise let us know oh yes i do well. need a thought on that one real quick that yes. is going to be exciting i can't wait to see that like there's another actually, enterprise show like, yeah there's oh, yes, actually please. a uh yeah. um a uh <laughs> thing out there you can go and vote uh to get it uh nice. uploaded yeah so um I'll uh, I'll post that link as well if anybody wants to jump in on that because I would love to see that series. And don't forget, uh, we just heard uh, just a week ago that uh, Star Trek Section Thirty One series with Michelle Yeoh, yes. not series, movie, but movie, movie uh, with Michelle Yeoh. I wish it would have been a series, uh, but at least we get we're getting a movie. We're getting something. We'll take it. Right. right. We'll take and uh, yeah, you got to figure uh, that was a, a pretty big snag. What with her being a uh, Oscar Big movie star now, now. yeah, yeah, yeah. Star. yeah. So, um, anyway, all right, so uh, check it out, let us know what you think. Uh, definitely watch it, uh, 100% thumbs up. So, yes. take care, and we will see y'all next time. Bye bye. See you next time. Later. Oop. I wish I was on the ready for that. <laughs> Technical difficulty. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well.